I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to AFTV. Welcome to the Forever Arsenal podcast see this is why i'm not the host normally because i can't start, i can't get through the intro sort properly it's a shocking start um it's uh it is just the three of us at the moment we'll have turkish back for the next show but uh let's get into it uh arsenal won at goodison a one nil win a clean sheet for jordan so i'm sure he's a very happy man look at that big smile He's rubbing his hands. He's over the moon, um, and I'm I'm really intrigued to talk about this because you know that the Man United pod was all euphoria, right? The way we won it and everything, and it was more about look, we know I've got a long way to go as a team, but hey, beating United three one in that way would always feel amazing. I think there was a lot more merit to this performance, um, Jordan. Normally we'd come to you because we haven't heard your thoughts on AFTV yet, but I want to just go to Lee first. Because I want to know how that came across as someone at the ground where maybe you're there so you feel the tensions more or I don't know how you saw it. Lee, what, did you come away from it feeling comfortable? It's, it's a great point. Like First of all, like you know, when it was 1-0 with a minute ago, like, I'm torn. I'm torn because I know that you two had 2-0 and I had 3-0 <laughs> and I was out of the window. So now I'm thinking, do we take the 1-0 now or do we get the second goal and be relieved? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And what was was more, more annoying is that I had the choice between 1-0 and 3-0 when I went 3-0. So, I was, <laughs> so that, they're, the, they're the first things. But, yeah, it's a real good point that you made because I actually come out. I, I don't know how I felt, really. I felt really like, was we great? Was was uh, Everton poor? And I, I sort of went on to the, to the, the second narrative that, wow, Everton were really poor. Well, we had all the possession, but they didn't really pull, cause no punch and everything like that. But we, we had the fortunate of uh, thing of uh, meeting up with Kevin and he took us into the Everton pub and we was having a drink in there. And uh, the Everton fans were coming up to us and saying, oh my God, what a good side you are. How well you kept the ball. You know, really. We, um, and I, I turned around to, to Kevin and I actually turned around to one of their guys and said, um, well, you never really looked like scoring. And both of them turned around and said, very difficult to uh, score when we ain't got the ball, mate. You know what I mean? And I, so I actually looked at it and thought, do you know what? We actually, 
of all the times we've gone to Everton, you know, we, we had most of the ball, didn't we? I don't think they really had a shot to save, like, you know. And um, so when you look look actually on it, it was more of like, oh, we've got, oh we're not going to score. We're a little bit of frustration, maybe, that, you know. I actually said in my, my fan camp that we had to stay patient as, as, a, as a team and as a fan base. And I think what we did. Yeah. And um, in the end, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm going to be really honest. Most teams will go to Everton and win. James, most teams will go there and, and get a result. But I don't know if they get a result quite like that where, where it's total domination. And like, I've seen this happen a few times with other teams and, and we give them praise for that. Yeah. I think like, you know, so all, all in all, look, we've had a tough time at, at Everton over the last few years. There's something about Everton. I don't know if you, if you, if you notice it. First 10 minutes, misplaced passes. Weren't playing very well. Like, you know, like uh, Declan Rice give the ball away more times in that game than he has all season. It's, it's a funny place to go and win. It's a tough place to, uh, to to watch a game of football as well. If you've not been there, like it's it's tough. And, yep. uh, that I have to say is they're they're a well organised team. And you know what? The best thing about the game, guys, for me, was the improvisation for the goal. You know that you can see that Arsenal studied things and said, look, you know that they they defend very, very well from that, but they leave the, the, the edge of the box open. And we exploited that. And uh, so from, from everything there, and now there's two. Forever pass, you know, whatever it is now. Like, you know what I mean? kind <laughs> of like, so, but yeah, so from that point of view, I, I have to say, you know, it's one of those games that you're not going to go mad about and go, we... Um, we're, we're brilliant and whatever. But I, I do think that those sort of results are the ones that make you get into top fours. <coughs> I mean, it, it was that sort of performance. It was a, well, I don't remember Raya making, I think he made one save in the first half, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but it was a back pass, really. Other than that, I don't think he was bothered or touched. You know what I mean? That's away from home. That's decent. Jordan? Yeah, sorry about that. Some technicals there, so apologies. I heard the start and the end of what Lee was saying, so I hope I won't repeat what he was saying. You caught the highlights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done, well done. Boom, boom. Well done. Um, um, I've got a lot to say about this match. I'll try and be succinct before my internet goes mad again. Um, oh, first of all, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. Um, it, this says a lot about the kind of boring bastard that I am. I preferred that win to the United win. I actually yeah, preferred same. yesterday to the United yeah. win. Um, I thought it was, it was our best game of the season. Um, I got the performance that I that I wanted. I got the you know, there's no dirty sheets out here. Got my got you know, got a nice clean sheet there as well. And the reason why I love this game so much was because. If I'm to compare it to Man United just for a second, the reason why, one, one of the reasons why United are in the mud and have been for so many years is because as a team, they don't know how to control games of football. Yesterday, we controlled that game from minute one to minute 94. Now, was it spectacular? Was it, you know, overly exciting? No. And some would argue we, we could have scored, we should have scored more goals. But those are the games that win titles and those are the games that really get you in the mix. One nils. Look at, I, I keep banging on about this. Look at teams that win titles, Premier League titles. They rack up the one nils. One nil in a controlled way. We didn't just nick a one nil in the 88th minute. We, we, if, if we hadn't scored when we scored, 
I had faith and confidence we would have scored at some point. Do you know what I mean? I, I put in the group that I think we need to score two goals quite quickly, bang, bang, kill the game. But it turns out I was wrong because the 1-0 was more than in. They were never going to score. I was, I was totally wrong. They were never going to score in that game because we had it under control. Now, we've been there. It's been, it's been reported and we've, we've, we've been doing content around the fact that our record at Goodison Park in recent years is shocking. So I look back on it and I... Your game, sorry, watching your game, watching your tactical insight show this week intently, James, because my question is, what was different this time? What was different this time to the, to the lot of times that we have, that we've lost there? <laughs> Be nicely, be nice. Um, and I can't put my finger on what was different this time, apart from maybe one thing. And the only thing I think was different is Declan Rice. And having someone like Declan Rice in the middle of the pitch that was a presence, that was dominant, and that countered their physical attributes in the midfield that we know a Sean Dice team likes to have. I, I don't know tactically if anything was different in the, in the particular game, but I can only think that this time we've gone there with an absolute beast in the middle of the pitch. In that first half, Declan Rice was amazing. He, he must have won about eight interceptions. He was, at, he was everywhere. He was brilliant in that first half. So I think that was a key reason why we won the game this time as opposed to previous times. I want to get to a few players uh, in a little bit, but just my general thoughts on the game were, I'm so happy, so, so happy we won that game. But not just that we won the game 1-0. It was how we won the game, especially seeing that Liverpool, City, Spurs and United all went a goal down over the weekend and Chelsea didn't get didn't even score. So for us to kind of be in control and get the goal in the game and see it out, that's the kind of performance I want to see from my team away from home. Jordan, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And I yeah. think I think if if you if you're kind of giving praise levels, if Lee was here, I think you just let raised it to there and if you oh, hadn't so done happy, it, I would have because not that I disagree with you Lee, just that I came away from that feeling very much like I did the Leicester win, the 1-0 win last year. Do you remember the mm -hmm. tro uh, yeah. Martinelli yeah. goal? Trossard leading the line for the first time. And, you know, some people went, only 1-0. Did we create that much? I went, hold on. We were, it was 90 minutes of total control and dominance. Yeah. We were right point. so, so comfortable. I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. Yeah, it took us to the 69th minute. I actually think... I mean, I actually, I think that first goal should stand. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I actually think we were just looking like we were going to score. As the game went on, with every attack, we looked more and more like we'd score. First half, I don't think we quite had that cutting edge, that fluidity. And nil-nil, look, I think we deserve to be ahead. But okay, like, you know, nil-nil wasn't completely unfair on Everton. But I think, let me just say something about Everton right now. Their underlying numbers, because I look into all this stuff when we're doing the previews and I've been talking to Everton fans, whatever. They, the, the one point in their first 12 was actually a real disservice to them and the performances they put in. They deserve to beat Wolves at home. They deserve to beat Fulham at home. They could have won away at Sheffield United. Turns out they actually lose two of those home games. And you know, but they've created chances. They've been a lot more expansive and somewhat more exciting in terms of chance creation than you know, the fact that they've only kind of got one draw in, in their first four games would suggest. And so Arsenal tamed that to a degree. Look, Everton were poor. Let's also say that. Everton were pretty abysmal. But I think Arsenal stopped that. What, what do you know of Sean Dyche when he's got a six-foot-three striker, he's got packed-out midfield, he's got wingers that can cross the ball, that they're going to get crossed into the box? We conceded our first corner in the 71st minute. Yeah, great point. That was the first mm -hmm. corner. What undid us last year, all... All game, C 
cross, corner, corner, cross, corner. We couldn't deal with them. Five crosses in the game, first corner in the 71st minute. We absolutely stopped them and nullified whatever they did well because we defended so well centrally. Zinchenko, Ben White, Rice were sweeping up everything <coughs> before they could even get into our half. So we kept mm-hmm. them pinned in. Fabio Vieira, I thought, was excellent. Yeah, he wasn't creating an abundance of chance. Actually, actually, I say that's he, he created as much as I'd expect him to. You know, at, at Goodison mm-hmm. Park, where they're going to be deep and difficult to break down. He does his bit for the Martinelli goal that's disallowed. So nothing on him. He's brilliant in that. The amount of times he was underlapping, providing an option, getting crosses into the box, whether it was low drill cross, whether it was a floated cross. Erdogan was then doing his thing on the right. So you had uh, almost two creative eight slash tens who are kind of pulling the strings and making things happen. Um, I think the only disappointment from a, you know, from a player in the starting level was probably Nketiah. I don't think Nketiah um, got to the level he did against Man United and Fulham, but I mean, okay, um, that can happen. Um, Saka looked nearer his best and, and David Raya came in and kept things going for Arsenal. He, he wasn't tested from a shot-stopping perspective, but did his job in terms of cross-collection and on the ball. And I just thought Arsenal looked a really well-oiled machine. Yeah, was it a game where, you know, we could have walked out of there with a 4-0 win? Probably not. But then I think if we were to look any more like a side that could have won 3 or 4-0, what would we have conceded the other end in terms of chances? And, and, and I think we're finding that balance a lot better now. And you, you, you're right. I mean, a 4-0 win on paper is fun and, 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 and amazing. But... I, I, I look at the bigger picture of winning titles. To win titles, you have to control games. And I think a 1-0 win is the epitome of controlling a game. And not like I said, not a smash and grab 1-0. A 1-0 where you know. When I, I think when I think of 1-0 wins, guys, I think of the Jose Mourinho, the Chelsea side, his first side. That just They won 1-0, but you just knew the other team wasn't scoring. And more yeah. importantly, they knew it too. <laughs> they knew it's only 1-0, but we're done. We can't get near them. And those are the sorts of performances that I think win, win titles. Can we just talk about David Rea, uh, guys? Because I think that was the kind of the, the headline um, news before the game. Let, let's go into it. The conversation was coming. Um, he comes in for Aaron Ramsdale, which is a bit of a shock decision. Um, of course, it wasn't for me. Out. Okay. Okay, go on. Well, well, well you've introed the topic. Let's, I feel like you've got some stuff on your chest. That you want I, 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 what, I, I do. Through. And only as far as it wasn't a shock to me because. I expected there to be games this season that Ramsdale was dropped and not dropped because he's not good or he's injured. But when you, Arteta has been transparent about it from the get go. He said, David Rea is going to play games. So he's not going to play games when, when Ramsdale is injured. He's going to play games. Agree with it or disagree with it. But Arteta feels that there should be competition in every part of the field. His logic is, why is it, acceptable to have competition for a striker but not for a goalkeeper now the counter is yeah but your goalkeeper needs to feel comfortable you need to have that kind of like um that regularity of of a goalkeeper and back five which i understand but he feels no i want competition so for me it wasn't a shock because there was always going to be 15 games this season where david red would just be put in the team she would come out rares in goal so i wasn't necessarily like oh my god where's that come from I'm hearing people now saying David Rea should start. He's, he, you know, he's better. Rea, tear, tear. I like David Rea, but let's have it right. David Rea did nothing in yesterday's game to show I should be starting the next game because he didn't have to. 
And anybody that spins that narrative is a liar. He did make great saves. He, you know, commanded his box. So does Ramsdale. His kicking is brilliant. So is Ramsdale. So for me, there's no reason to keep Raya in on the basis that he was brilliant against Everton because he wasn't. I think personally, the next two games, uh, Ramsdale will, will play the Champions League game and the um, and the, the Spurs game. But I, I'm not. I'm not actually. It's a big gamble that Arteta's taking. But again, I'm prepared to back him with this one because if he believes that he needs competition in that area, if it backfires, we can jump on him 100%. And if Ramsdale loses form and confidence because of it, fair enough. But for now, I don't see the, the, the furore around, oh, it's like, I want competition. This is, this is how it's going to be. Well, well, I know, Lee, you're not overly happy. And just for context <clears throat> to any viewers who haven't seen the Arteta quotes, he said after the game, he was annoyed at himself that on two occasions... He, in the past this season, has wanted to substitute the goalkeeper. So he must be talking about Ramsdale coming off for Raya because he believed that tactically, as the game state changed, actually a goalkeeper, a change of goalkeeper in game would have, you know, would have helped us tactically to get over the line, um, which is very interesting. I, I immediately thought of that Palina goal against Fulham where, you know, we saw the stats when we signed David Raya that, he, you know, comes out on top in terms of commanding his area. Of course, he's always done that well in terms of set pieces with Brentford. Um, so I wonder if at two one up, he ever thought, you know what, two one up against ten man Fulham, David Raya should come in. But then we've not seen this before, so he's very much reinventing the way we look at that position and the use of it. Um, and I feel like you're not overly convinced by it, Lee. No, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I think, like, you know, maybe it's because it's old school a little bit. Like, if, if you want to, I, I, don't, I don't think that you need to be clever um, and, and try and, like, oh, you, you change the, the face of goalkeeping and all that, especially when you're not a goalkeeper. Um, I, I, I look at it and I think to myself that I think it's going to cause problems down the line. I really do, like, you know, because I don't think that uh, I think players should should be in the team on merit and, and and be left out deservedly. I don't think that Ramsdale should be left out for, if, if you're dropping him, I think it's unfair. I, 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 I'm I going to go along with Jordan. I don't think he was dropped yesterday. I do think that, I think he looked at it and go, look, I've got to play rare at some, at one, at one of these games. I, I feel that Ramsdale was here last season. So I think that he deserves the Champions League game. I, I've also got a feeling that maybe that they're, they're, um, swap over in games like that. I think that Raya might play in the away games, Ram, Ramsdale in the home games. I don't know. I I, I, I don't like the, the thing of, um, okay, all right, if you want to do that and it's fair that you want to do that with, with players, then there's other players in the team that need to be um, uh, treated the same, the same. You can't treat a goalkeeper like that and maybe not your right winger or, or, or your central defenders or whatever like, you know. Um, and I, I do think that it is going to cause a problem. Like I didn't think it caused a problem yesterday. I got, I got no. Pro- I'm, I'm with Jordan on this. I got, I've got. When when Raya was put in there, my first thought was he's not been dropped. He's going to play him in the Champions League game. That was my first reaction. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen. The main thing now is uh, get over Wednesday. Uh, my my biggest thing is who's he playing goal in on 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 that Sunday against Spurs. And I think that'd be a test. That'd be the one. If he plays Raya in that game, it means then that Raya's the number one, in my my opinion. But what what I see is the game against Manchester United at one one, Ramsdale makes a really really important save, you know, and and, and has contributed. Um, he made a, a a save against um, I can't remember who it was when we won 
uh, in the last, he made a save, I think it was against Fulham. Was it Fulham? We could have actually lost the game and he made mm, a save mm-hmm. right at the end. So, so he, he, he has contributed in this season. Now, uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't want to see untold pressure put on it. And do you know what, what worries me a little bit? Like, you know, it was in the the press will jump on this, the, the, the media. Ramsdale dropped yesterday. Like I noticed it yesterday. Like I didn't think he was dropped, but everybody's saying, oh, he's dropped. And and then Mikel coming out and saying, oh, I could have done this and this. I think that was more of him trying to justify and just sort of saying, I don't think he needed to say that yesterday. I thought that was a little bit unfair. Not on Ramsdale, more than anybody else, I, I thought I should, could have took him off. Well, that's, that's not doing your confidence any good if you think like that. You know, footballers... I don't care, are fragile when it comes to confidence. And look at look at um, Kai Havertz, you know what I mean? You, you're telling me that this guy who's won a, a Champions League, he's, he's, he's international and all that, he's not playing without a little bit of confidence lacking? I think that he is, you know what I mean? Look at Vieira. Just let, let's just take a look at Vieira. Has been really, really struggling, but he come on in that game. He won the penalty and the pass for for Eddie again. Look how his confidence has gone from that moment on. So confidence is a big thing in a player, big thing to keep him boosting. I think with Vieira yesterday, you know, would he have had that start if he didn't have done what he'd done a couple of weeks ago? I don't think so. I think his confidence is up. It may be because of what's going on in training and all that. Like, and I just feel that, you know, I look at players and I think, right, well, okay, it was harsh on Leno. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Going back to when Ramsdale come in, like, but 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 we accepted it because Ramsdale's performances merited it. Like, you know, I'm going to have to say, I I was impressed with Raya yesterday. I know that he didn't do a lot as a shot saving and all that, but everything that he had to do, mm. he done very very well, yeah, very yeah. very well. There was four crosses that he had to come into, one that he was fouled on, where that maybe that weren't as as great, but we, we've seen Ramsdale do that. But there were three times that there was. When you need your goalkeeper to pluck it out and just take off the pressure, he done that very, very well. Mm. You can see he's confident in 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 his um, kicking and all that. I'm going to be really mm. honest. I'm a big Ramsdale fan, but sometimes I'm a little bit when when Ramsdale's got the ball back there. I didn't feel that with Ryan. Mm. 
I didn't feel that with Ray. Every time he got the ball, he 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 give it a certain presence that he was. He looked good. He did look yeah, good. You know, good. so I, I you know if if you're gonna make the decision, if you're gonna if you're gonna cut um, Ramsdale's neck, do it with a with a nice sharp sharp knife, not a spoon. Okay. I, I think sorry, sorry, John. No, 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 I, I actually see it the opposite. I think Arteta's quotes will have done Ramsdale a favour because I think what Arteta is saying is I'm looking at this goalkeeping position differently to all of you. I'm looking at it as like any other player on the pitch where we can mix it up what we need mid game and we can go game to game and change it. So no Ramsdale hasn't been dropped. I just need a Raya for this one. And I think that's better than going, well, he did really well in training and we want to give mm. him a chop because, mm. because then that's like, that is more of a dropping. I've gone for the person I think is better. So mm. I actually think the quotes would have done Ramsdale a favour, whether he means it or not. I mean, okay, that's another question. Um, in, but in, I think he does. In, in the same in the same way that he's picked Enketia today over Jesus, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Enketia is better than Jesus. It just means for this particular game, tactically, I think J- um, Enketia is going to help me get three points more than Jesus. If you ask... Arteta Seagull in the dark room, in the quiet room, one on one. Who do you think's better? He'll say Jesus. Well, actually, but, can but, I give a can I give a better example? Sorry, John. It, yeah, it's, go on, go on. It's, I cut you so midpoint there, but because mm-hmm. I think Trossard's a better example because comes starts against Fulham. Well, actually, has a great preseason. Doesn't start the first few games. Starts against Fulham is so bad. He's actually taken off at half time. Mm-hmm. Then we're chasing a goal against Man. Chasing a goal, remember? Reese Nelson, Fabio Vieira, Gabriel Jesus. They all come on. Trossard, I don't think, touched the pitch against, if I'm not mistaken, he Trossard and Smith Rowe didn't come yeah. on against Man United. Martinelli comes off against Everton. You're thinking Reese Nelson, Kai Havertz. Maybe you could maybe switch something up with Vieira wide. You're looking at maybe Jesus can come on and he'll do something. He goes to Trossard, who didn't even get a minute against United. Mm. And again, what's the reason? He probably thinks Trossard's what I need. It's a tight yeah. pitch. Yeah. It's going to be a low block. And I need some quality if it lands to him. Actually, funny enough, Trossard wasn't that great until his goal, and then he really came alive. But this is, but like you know that that's slightly perplexing because I'm like Arteta, I don't get it. You, you didn't even look at him as a solution against Man United. You took him off above anyone else against Fulham, but he was your answer in the 25th minute or whenever it was when Martinelli came off. Um, so he's keeping us guessing, Mikel. Do you know, do you know I, I, that's a fantastic point. It is. Fantastic it is. point you say there because, you know, there were options yesterday for exactly what you said. If you want to get Jesus on, you go. And do you know what makes that, I, I feel what makes that performance better yesterday than, than probably what we, we give it credit for, I know you guys have, uh, is that I felt that he played that game or, or and picked the team and, 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 and went through that game with Wednesday and Sunday in mind, for for instance, I, 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 I bet you a bottom. I, I bet every bit of money that I've got now, Jesus plays the next two games. Yeah, yeah. Same. I think so too. So he, he looked at it and thought, I tell you what, I can play Eddie up front against Everton and get him ninety minutes, and we can still win this game. Uh, I, the two games next are going to be a little bit different, so I'll play Jesus. You know, Martinelli, by the way, is going to be a big, big, big loss to us in the next couple of games, but. I think he looked at it like that game yesterday. They're defending. We need to, you know, we don't really need pace behind. We don't really need Reese Nelson doing that. We need someone that's going to have a little bit of trickery and all that like. And 
I didn't think Trossard done well until he picked up the ball in the halfway line. I don't know if you remember it and drove about 30, 40 yeah. yards. And, and, and then, to life, yeah. And that brought him to life. So I, I, I think it was a very, the, the substitutions were very, very good yesterday. Like, I, I think that there was substitutions of it like where I think Kai Havertz will come in for Vieira. It doesn't really matter how well Vieira played yesterday. I'm pretty sure Kai Havertz will play in that uh, mm. league game. Um, mm. But I, I, I do think that's a great point. I think it maybe looked in and thought, do you know what? I need to. I could. I think if that was another game, maybe he would have put Jesus out, put Jesus in, maybe played Vieira into that position or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? And not bring on Trossard. But I think that he was. There was very much a mind of what's going on coming up as well. Like, and do you know what, guys? We're going to have to get used to that a little bit. Like, I think that there are going to be times when we're going to make changes in games. When I think that if you have a look at all those three games, what was the... Mo- I'm not saying that they're all as important as ever, but if you would put it on a priority, you'd go like Spurs is the main one, then PSV, and then and then Everton. And I think that the team selection was based a little bit around that. And I think we're going to see that further down the line. Mm. And they're the games that are going to be tricky. Like, for instance, Bournemouth away. We've got like then Lons and then Manchester City. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it, those sort of changes may be made again. Well, yeah, no, go on, go so, on, go on. Sorry, just before I know we get to PSV, but just, just very briefly going back to the David Rea thing. I found these quotes interesting, guys, because, and you both articulated it really well, why I find it fascinating. I couldn't work out if Arteta was just being really, really, um, if he was just being difficult and trying to overthink things and trying to be over smart by, by doing this, oh yeah, I'm going to substitute my goalkeeper mid-game and just being a little bit, um, almost wanky about it, or if there was, as you've articulated, uh, James, if, if there was genuine logic and tactical nails yeah. behind what he was saying, and you both really epitomise why I found that quote really interesting. And I probably tend to lean slightly more towards you, James, in that I don't think it's about who's better. I think it's about who can give me what I need today, um, as opposed yeah. to who, who, who's who's better. Just a couple of players I want to single out as well, um, mm. very, very briefly. Eddie no, we Ketia. should let's let's give him let's give it some just a couple of minutes because some players, whether it be for because he just started in Ketia, so mm. <laughs> for, for whether it's for praise or not, I, I think there are certain players we need to show some love to as well. But you started with Eddie, I, I think uh, Ketia, I did that his best. But go on. L- l- lots of endeavour, but I think he'll be kicking himself that he hasn't taken that chance because I agree yeah. with Lee. I think the next two games, Jesus starts, and that would have been a really good chance for Ketia, even if he doesn't start the next two games get a goal under your belt and also just a little nod to Gareth Southgate that, you know, he didn't pick me in the, in, 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 in the week, but I'm, I'm still about here. Um, I thought two yeah. centre-backs were brilliant. They won pretty much every header. Yeah. I think they won every header, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Zinchenko was brilliant before he faded. Ben My White was consistent. Zinni, I thought well, he was I'm, elite I, I, on the ball. I thought he was very good until he, in the, about after about an hour, he faded. I've, I've praised Declan Rice already. Um, ben White, consistent uh, as ever. Two players, Saka wasn't spectacular, but I thought I gave him a lot of heat for the United game. I thought the United game, he was poor. I didn't think he was good in the United game and I gave him a lot of heat. This game, I thought he was really good. And without being yeah. spectacular, like those United game, he got an assist. But unlike the United game, he beat his man four or five times in this match. And that's what I want for my winger. Just beat your man, cross. Beat your man, get a shot off. And he, and he did that. He was brilliant. So without being spectacular, I thought Saka was brilliant. 
But the player I want to single out for, for really high praise, in particular in this game, who I thought was the man of the match, and people find this baffling, was Odegaard. I thought Martin Odegaard in that first half was pressing like an absolute man possessed. There was yeah. one phase of play where he pressed the keeper, the keeper passed it. I think Saka didn't get to his man. Odegaard got there first. That player passed it back to, I think, the centre-back. Odegaard got there first. It makes me really understand now why he was the most subbed player last year, or the most subbed captain, sorry, last year, because he's knackered. The amount of pressing he does is absolutely insane. But not only is his pressing is, is, is the leader that I want for my captain on the ball, I don't think he's quite De Bruyne level, but that is a at world level. That's a that's a high bar to match. I think he's the next one below. On the ball, this guy is absolute magic. And I thought without, again, doing anything in particularly spectacular or amazing, I just think he was the person that I trusted to give him the ball and he can make something happen. He was so good yesterday. And I've always yeah. thought Saka's our best player at the club. I'm starting to now wonder if, if Odegaard is our most important player in, at, the, at, the, at the club in terms of when you need something. Saka's, I think, technically best player. But Odegaard is a guy that I look to and think, go on, be the captain, be the leader, be the guy, that's, be the guy that can drag us. I want to just give Odegaard single because he won't yeah. get a lot of credit for yesterday because he didn't do anything amazing. But I watched him and I just thought he was amazing. I was well, I, anyway. I, there was a moment where I, I almost stood up and clapped on the watch along. It was about the 89th, maybe 91st minute. And there's a ball up in the air and it's falling into midfield. And quite frankly, if he'd stuck a boot through it and smashed it forward, I'd have been all right with it. If he just got his head on it, and I'd have been okay. But what he did is he just took this wonderful first touch and then played it out wide to the right. And that, that was the moment I went, we've won the game. Like, like because he just calmed it down. And you knew Everton were going to have to do a lot of work to win the ball back off us and then get up the other end where he could have just done something a little safer, maybe conceded possession, the rule retreating into a shape. And he epitomised and led an Arsenal team that weren't prepared to just sit back and try and protect this 1-0 lead, mm -hmm. that actually did try and play, that did continue to press up the pitch. Um, and that just showed a real maturity and conviction, everything they did. Um, I agree. He wasn't creating chance after chance after chance. He sort of looked at to be that person, uh, but he created the chance that led to the goal. Um, and I thought some of the interchanging on the right-hand side with White and Saka, some of the combinations, he's linking up mm -hmm. really well with Declan Rice early mm -hmm. on. Um, yeah. his, his feet in tight areas are unbelievable. I sometimes think, oh, he's got three players around. How's he getting around out of this? Mm -hmm. And he does. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, when Arteta gave him the armband, I know we've said this on the show, I think after the Community Shield, when Arteta gave him the armband, I don't think we really got it because... You know, Declan Rice screams captain, doesn't he? You know, maybe Odegaard doesn't, but I totally get it. Like, I totally get how on the pitch Martin Odegaard is doing and instructing and setting a tone that a captain should, that everyone else should rise to. And even against Man United, I don't think he was at his best. I said on this podcast, I said, I didn't see this amazing performance that everyone talked about against Man United. But what could we all fall back on was incredible work, great, and still a base level six out of seven, six or seven out of 10 performance, you know, and that is what at least a captain should give you. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan. I just want to... Uh, do you want to jump in on the other guys? Yeah, do you want to jump on a couple of things here? Like, you know, Leeds by example, I think that's why he's a captain. 
And, and, mm. and I, 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 I am with you. I didn't think it was one of his best games yesterday, but he was the one that correct, he had a great shot, which Pickford saved. It. Well, not yeah. a great shot. Should have probably done a little bit, but he got he into the with a great little bit of work. Lovely. And the other thing that, is, yeah. I, I realised yesterday that the press and everybody don't like Arsenal because they put all the marks out on, on Sky. If you have a look on, on Sky afterwards, you know, like I was reading it on the way home yesterday. And I thought, I'm with you, Jordan. If you said to me, pick a man in the match yesterday, I thought there was fantastic defensive performances from, from our two central defenders. But I expect that from our defenders. And if you said me was a man in the match, I'd have probably gone on the guard. I thought he he was the one kept it ticking when things mm. weren't perhaps going. Six out of ten he got yesterday from, from mm. the Sky out things. And I'm looking at that and thinking, wow, everybody else got seven. Um, and and he got six, and I'm 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 scratching my head there and thinking, how has he just got a six out? I actually made the comment as we was coming out, Martin, who got got six out of ten? You know, check it out on the Sky thing. I, I thought I couldn't believe that. I, he, he was worthy of at least a seven. And mm. so I, I, I'm with you guys. I think that um, listen, I, 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 what I like about about him is, and he's a manager. He's, do you know what he's a manager's dream? And yeah. I'll tell you why he's a manager's dream because if he doesn't play well. You're guaranteed to give it, he's getting a hundred percent out of him and work rate and all that. Now everybody's going to turn around and say like the Roy Keynes of this world. Well, that's what you expect, right? Do you know, but but that's what Roy Keane done. If he wasn't playing well, we'd give hundred percent. But not every player does that because they shy off. They maybe um, they lose confidence. Really- Sometimes, yeah. sometimes pressing and hard work is a confidence thing. Yeah, so they say, run around like I'm shy away from this or whatever. He just goes full tilt, whether he's playing well or well, or we'll, we'll go for it. And I think that's why he's a captain of this football club because he leads by example. Yeah, I can I completely and utterly agree. I, I want to ask you guys. I don't want to um, dwell on it too much, only because I think it is one of those where people will see it differently, including Arsenal fans. I've seen debate it differently. Um, were we, were we, I don't use the word robbed, but were we a little unfairly uh, judged on that VAR decision on the offside goal for Eddie and Ketia? The, the rule states that any intentional action from the defending player that, you know, results in a, you know, in, in, in a player in offside position receiving the ball means he's not offside if the touch is deemed intentional. But then that's slightly subjective because... Beto, who is intercepting a sideways pass from Gabriel, you know, he has intentionally kicked the ball. He has intentionally blocked it in the direction of where it's gone, but he hasn't intentionally passed it to Eddie Nketiah. So it's a slightly difficult one to interpret. How are you feeling about that? I I thought it was the right decision. Um, And I'm prepared to be swayed on this one. I'm prepared to be convinced otherwise. So am I, kind of. Like, I'm not Um, here like, oh, Jordan. Like, I, I, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm open to be be, uh, convinced otherwise. I think it's the right decision. I I think he's not, where the ball's ended up, he's not intended the ball to go there. It's, it's, It's hit him and it's gone that way. So, and as I always do in these scenarios, if it's the other way around... I'm, I'm, if that's given, I'm fuming. So I've got to be fair. I, I think it was the right decision, but I'm not going to die on that hill. I've, I'm happy to be convinced otherwise. So it's a, it's a great point because I don't really know the rule, if I'll be really honest, because I've seen this before, like, you know, um, when I can't remember what game it was, that someone went to tackle and uh, the player hit the ball yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, and, 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 it, and it, the player's completely offside. I can't think it was a European game. It's not been that far away. And they actually said it's a goal 
because he um, he's gone for the tackle. Well, he's not intentionally gone to pass it out to that player, which I don't think you're ever going to do. You, you, you know, you're not you know intentionally give a back pass to a player uh, of the opposition. You're not intentionally going to do it. It's a it's a mistake. I think that because he um, goes for the ball and and, and and it's not like it's just hit him and um, gone off. That, that's intentional. It just comes off you. He's made a motion to stop the play, which yeah. has been diverted it to, to our player. So as far as I'm concerned, as the rules of, of the game go, I believe it should have been a goal. I, I, I do, because he's intentionally stopped, trying to stop the player, player going. If it had hit him, and he's just running back. I, I, I think it's not, but there is intention for him yeah. to, to to stop the pass, which then goes into to the goal. So for me, I, I do think that it's a goal. I've seen goals given for yeah. that yeah. reason, but this one was chalked off for not that reason. But yeah. again, yeah. like you guys, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it didn't matter at the end of the day. But when I pick up uh, my phone and it says controversy by the, the headlines of it all like that. There's got to be something in it for them to say that, like, because you know, it'd be very interested to see what the ex, <laughs> the so-called experts say today, like, you know. What I mean? Well, they'll defend. Of course, they'll defend it because the fact that we're slightly on the fence, a lot of us will tell I you. Think that I would have commented. I don't know if you got to 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 hear the. Um... No, apparently Gary Neville was a bit bemused as to why it was disallowed. Yeah, there, there, there was there was there was um, difference of opinions in 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 that as well, like you know, and. Uh, I, you know, you know, you get your, your group chats and all that. I looked in there, and some are saying what well, exactly what we're saying in there. Like some are saying, well, it's it's a goal, and some are not. So I, I think it's more around the rule than 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 that. You know, what is offside these days, and what ain't like? What's well, just, and What's not? You know. Well, I just don't understand. You know, this word intention. Okay, if Tarkovsky's got the ball and he plays a back pass to the goalkeeper, he's not intending to pass it to the striker when he, you know, when he exactly that, him, you know. So, so how do you judge the intention? Beto has very, very intentionally blocked that pass, and he knows it's only going one way. He probably thinks he's not going to get as much on it, and maybe he'll block it into someone in midfield or whatever. He's very intentionally gone to intercept that pass and send it the way it went, just mm. maybe not as hard, maybe not Teddy. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he didn't think he'd get as much on it. He's gone to get a block. It's only going one way. He's gone to get a block. Yeah, he's not thinking it's going to go the other way, right? You know, he's stuck a leg out very intentionally, yeah, and he yeah. he must know it's only going back towards my teammates. Yeah. Maybe not as much yeah, as he, yeah, but yeah, yeah. only okay. in that direction. So I think it's harsh, but and and I do ultimately think it's the wrong decision and the wrong application of the law. But again, they need to they need to adjust this law now again. We're going to see this all the time, where you just realise it's just the, the the writing of the law that's the problem. But it should be something around deflections and accidental touches, not you know whether he intentionally passed it back or intentionally. That's a totally intention motion. If it if it come off his knee, like if 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 um if Gabriel played the pass and Beto was kind of standing there and it came off his knee and rolled into Eddie, I'd be more sympathetic. But yeah. then you also think that it was a sideways pass from Gabriel. It wasn't even a forward pass. So it's like all this stuff, when you just look at it, it goes, this feels harsh. But then the Everton, Everton fans would rightly say, well, hold on, but we held a really good line and Eddie's offside and he's picked up the ball from an offside position 
And we've been disadvantaged in that sense. So I can understand that argument to a degree, but I think we've been slightly harshly done there. But anyway, luckily, luckily it didn't matter. Uh, we're going to wrap up in just a sec, everyone. Um, it is a shorter podcast this week. Apologies, everyone. We uh, do have a, well, we've got a very special week. It's two podcasts this week. The return of the Champions League means we'll be reacting to uh, hopefully a win against PSV. But win, lose or draw, we will be here and look ahead to the North London derby. So we'll make sure to uh, give a lot of thought to... Yeah, a lot of thought and conversation to the North London Derby in that podcast, so uh, not as much to discuss today. Otherwise, plenty of reaction on the channel after that great win against Everton from Lee's fan cam. Tactical insight will be out, of course. Lee can't wait, I'm sure. Look, look how happy he is. He was telling me the other day he's the reason people watch it. Um, <laughs> I uh, will do. Uh, we'll do a comment of the week, sort of semi-special on Thursday as well, and we'll actually dedicate some proper time to. We don't want to. Um, we don't want to rush that kind of stuff. But just very quickly on PSV, we're gonna get some predictions in, and just some very quick thoughts on how we're all uh, feeling. And I'm just being told by production who's talking in my ear, very professionally, that's how we run here. That it's going to be a live show on Thursday as well. So. Um, there you go. We love those. We can interact with you a lot better. Um, so. Uh, Predictions for PSV and just kind of quick thoughts. Jesus to start. Some people are saying Ramsdale deserves that shot uh, in goal for the Champions League. He's got us there. Uh, but anything else uh, kind of on your mind going to that game, Lee? Do you know what? I'm going to say it now. The, the Emirates is the only place to watch Champions League football in London. I'm buzzing <laughs> for this game. Oh, I am buzzing we are so them. shameless. Six years out of it. I know. But We're we the are. only We're place to watch it. It's the only place. <laughs> Last year there was two places, but there's only one place this season. It's the Emirates. I am now, I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a footballer playing for the Arsenal or a manager or whatever because... I am now, got the Everton game out of the way yesterday and now I'm really buzzing and looking forward to Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to, we're back in the Champions League. I'm looking forward to the music. I'm looking forward yeah. to to uh, different beer at the Emirates. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to lots of different things going off. Right? But but mainly, it's a Wednesday night. Uh, it's no Thursday no more. We're back, we're back in the chat. And I'm going to say, I'm not ashamed to admit, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to this game, like, you know. And uh, I also think it's a good thing for us as well because... Um... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You know, like we haven't got the build up for the, the North London derby, like five, six days and start feeling ill. You yeah, know I mean? like, uh, uh, we, we can look forward to this game and then move on to the, to the Spurs game. So I'm buzzing for the uh, for the Champions League music and everything, and uh, I am really looking forward to this game. I'm not going to lie. Me too, John. Yeah, but that's back in the Champions League, man. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a club like Arsenal shouldn't be seven years out of the Champions League. Um, 
And I just, my, my, I'm, first of all, I'm excited. As a football fan, back of the Champions League, my first, I'm just excited. So before I get to miserable Jordan, before I get to analytical Jordan, I'm just excited to be back in the Champions League with the big boys. My then thinking then goes to the game itself. And I mentioned the last pod about the kind of, no, the, the nous of knowing how to navigate Champions League football. And we went in for 20 years, but we've been out of it for seven so I just and Arteta's cup record, as we all know, isn't great. So I'm just really keen to see how he navigates this group stage. Try and get it wrapped up as soon as possible. Look at it as a maths. You win your three games at home. If you can win a one, a one win one away from home and draw the other two, you're through and probably top the group as well. So if we can get um, at least it's, it's away, right? It's, it's um it's in Lawns, isn't it? No, we're at home. It's, it's, it's at home. Cool. Then three points. Shut up, James. Three points. Three points. Take, scrap all that. Three points. <laughs> Someone accused you of being a Man United fan. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm actually now thinking maybe he's a Spurs fan. Oh, that's worse. There's no need for the that. The return of no Champions League at the carpet for the first <laughs> five or six years. And he's like, it's in France. Is, right? is, is there a way? <laughs> yeah, well, I've just said, like, I'm looking forward Who to the buying away. <laughs> no. To the, you know, like the only place you can see Champions League football in London is in France. Yeah, you I know, thought, I don't thought, get much of to me. I thought you meant in general. I thought your yeah. general point was the season. Me on mute, James. <laughs> Shut up. Let's start again. Um, yeah, looking forward to it, James. Looking forward to the Champions League. A great time back at the Emirates. First game of the group stage back at the Emirates. Really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and we've earned it. We've earned it. This is this is two years of. Hard work. We've earned it. Shut up, bloody hell. Anyway, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. What What we all didn't clock was Jordan spent this whole podcast thinking we just beat Brighton at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who did we play yesterday? Great game at the Emirates. I thought some, we played really well. Like, you know? oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, like, have a word with production, put a bit of money in, and maybe they'll cut that bit. Like, but... <laughs> That is brilliant. You made you say such great things and go, Lon's away, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. But my summation is I'm excited. Um, and let's go off to a good start. We've seen groups before where the last couple of games it's tetchy and you have to win. Let's get this wrapped up as soon as possible. Let's qualify just... and qualify the top as soon as possible. I've been yeah. visiting Jordan shamelessly at the Emirates on um, on, on, on Wednesday night. You imagine <laughs> outside the ground. We're back, baby. Champions League. It's all thing here. It's all thing here. Doing my two hours ago. But here <laughs> he's, he's sitting in France, going, "Where is everybody? <laughs> I mean, like, what ain't happening here? Like, you know what I mean, like, you know? what? Right? Yeah. What's going on here? Like, oh like, god. He's in Lons, right? Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, no, no wonder the ferry was cheap or the flight. Listen, cheap, I've, I've, I've been doing this podcast now. What? This is the second season or third season? Second season. Yeah. This, is, this is my second season. I've, I've. There's been two occasions where I've not watched the game, the full game, just the highlights. I've got this reputation now as a guy that watches the highlights. But that last answer is not helping my defence. No, genuinely, Jordan. Can I just? Can I just? Just a quick confession. I've got I've got a podcast where I just talk about uh, football news for twenty minutes, and and uh, I was talking about a game, and I said on the podcast, I said I've done a Jordan. I only caught the highlights. I saw but it, I, but then I ended me. up saying, I ended up saying, the thing is, he's only ever missed like one, maybe two, games. <laughs> two, two games. <laughs> and, 
That man, like, it's, just, that man. it's just ruined your rep forever. Oh, but me. I actually um, said yesterday because Dan, Dan Stan ran like because we, we come back from Everton. I said, you know, should, should we watch the Jordans before we go to bed? Like, <laughs> What's the Jordans? <laughs> he, 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 he said, How rude. The like, <laughs> He tightened up the notch on his belt. He thought something was going on like that. I said, no, no, why? Right, next end of season, we're doing end of season awards. They're now called the Jordans. We're going to get a little, like, award in the shape of Jordan. And we're going to have Jordan in a suit. And they're cool because you're probably probably the the harshest. You know, it's the Jordans. Well-deserved awards. I look forward to that at the end of the season. Um, it's been a pleasure, guys. Everyone, thank you for joining us on the Forever Arsenal. Hang on, podcast. predictions. We didn't get predictions. Are we, are we scrapping oh, yeah. that? Uh, no, we absolutely should have, but none of you chucked them in, and now I forgot. All right, uh, quickly, uh, 3 1 Arsenal. Lee. So- no, so I'm not. I'm bottom of the So go on. Oh, I said Jordan should have gone first. Go on, Jordan. Well, should have. I, I would. Have, I, would, I was going 3 1 as well. So 3 1 Arsenal for me. Yeah, that's what I think. So I'll go 3 1. I'm going to go 2 0 the Arsenal. Okay, cool. So we're all going for Arsenal wins. We'll get Turkish's prediction in as well. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday for a live show after the Champions League match. Looking forward to that. Looking ahead to Tottenham, a massive, massive week. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this uh, on podcast platforms as well, uh, we will, uh, yeah, we will obviously be uploading there very regularly. The show just, comes out on YouTube, but what were you laughing at? I just had a fault, like, you know, <laughs> when we just, like, uh, Kaz has just put about the intro, like, you know what I mean? His intro now is so appropriate when, like, when it comes out. Uh, yeah, okay, spoiler, everyone. There, there is a new there is a new bespoke Forever Arsenal podcast intro coming out. We spent some time recording it. Um, it's, so, yeah. it's so appropriate now. Oh, me? It's just broadening it right out now. Just actually <laughs> and go, it's not helping me at all, is it? Genius. It's not helping me at all. Uh, uh, once you see the intro, you'll know exactly no, what you're all going to love it. It doesn't just necessarily mean where he is, it just means everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it's been a pleasure. Big thanks to our amazing panel as always. We will be back on Thursday for a live show before these two get in a scrap. All right, see you in a bit. Shop for AFTV merch at shop.aftv.co.uk. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat and Twitch. We've got content for every platform. So check it out. Podcast Network.